0: Welcome to episode 6 of the NorCal Cycling Podcast. I've been traveling for a couple weeks and have to say I I did fall into a little bit of a lull of uh, feeling uninspired. I've been watching a lot of bike racing but uh, haven't really felt like talking about it. Don't really feel like I add much value there. Maybe that'll change when we get to Flanders or some of the bigger classics but um, probably not. But I uh, got an email the other day, and uh, I'm on the distribution list for a commute group that I used to be very active in, and uh, this email was uh, from Tom Schmidt, and uh, I've, I've always wanted to have Tom uh, just to ask him a little bit more about what motivates him, and what got him into commuting, and what his routines are. and and maybe with the hopes that he might uh, inspire some others out there to, uh, to get on their bike and, and uh, experiment with the bike commute. You know, oftentimes we get really focused on those epic journeys, those long 100 mile bike adventures, off-road, 24 hours of cycling madness, and we overlook a lot of the simple things that, uh, when done with consistency really add up over time. And that's, um, something I look back on to my days of bike commuting day in, day out, 17 miles in 17 miles back. And if you could do that four to five days a week, it's, uh, it's a lot of bike riding and, uh, you feel good about it. You feel a sense of accomplishment. And if you're not doing it at all, I remember when I first started just doing it a couple days a week get a sense of accomplishment. Money you might save on parking, on bus fare. So uh, Tom epitomizes that consistency that I think we need more of. And um, I just wanted to call that out and hopefully he might inspire somebody out there to uh, search for a group, to start their own group, or just to get out there a couple days a week and Use their bike as a form of transportation. It's it's within our reach. We just uh, need to get started. And uh, Tom is one of the guys that uh, got me going and kept me going and and really helped me to ramp up my commuting activity. And I, I still look to him today as an inspiration. And I know many others do too. So enjoy my first uh, my first guest. Tom Schmidt of the Schmidt's Raiders, and they're based here in uh, Marin County and San Francisco. So, um, if you have any questions on how to join up with them, I have some info in the show notes or reach out to me via email. That's uh, Rob Britt, rbritt2020 at gmail.com. Thank you. So, welcome. welcome to the NorCal Cycling Podcast, Tom.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Robert.
0: I am. uh, I'm super excited here for several reasons. First reason is uh, that you are my first guest. Um, They've been uh, so far. My episodes have been monologues of just me, uh, me ranting about uh, various aspects of cycling. Um, So welcome. It's uh, it's great to have you. I I had a short list of people that I've uh, wanted to get on this and, and you are right up there uh, in amongst the top ones um, and the timing of this I think is wonderful as well because um, spring is here we have we're in the midst of our local voting for the bike commuter of the year uh, before you know it bike to work day will be here and um, you know commuting. As uh, as I had mentioned in some of my previous episodes, it has, it has become a real or had become a real, um, big piece of my daily life and a way that I was getting my exercise in day to day. And um, you know, the by, I don't commute to San Francisco anymore, but when I did, uh, those those commutes to and from Quarter uh, Madera with the uh, Schmitz Raiders were uh, just really memorable days for me and really what inspired me uh, to uh, to get out there on a day-to-day basis and going from one or two days a week to every day of the week. So uh, welcome. And uh, for those of you who don't know, um, if you're in Marin County, chances are you've seen this group roll by you uh, either in the morning or in the afternoon. The afternoon group is a little bit bigger sometimes, uh, coming from San Francisco at at four thirty in the afternoon from what is it Pier 29 and a half still Tom?
1: It is. It is. Yep. That's
0: our afternoon spot. But, uh, Tom is, uh, so it's been, you've been doing this now for 12 years. I, I think it is. Um, I, I wanted to find out like, how did you, I guess let's back up a little bit further. Like what, what got you into cycling in general before I, talk about the commute piece and what what inspired you to get on a bicycle.
1: You know, that's a really good question. Um when I first moved out here from uh after college uh back in, you know, back in Illinois is where I went to college and I came out here back in 86 and I really didn't know a lot of people out here and I actually had a coworker of mine at the company I worked for at the time and I just was fascinated by his posters that he had posted in his office of different cyclists i mean that was the thing of the time I guess people just posted their their heroes their you know racing champs and things like that and their cubes or their you know so I was inspired by that and and you know during college you know cycling was just a way to get around i mean you know you didn't have a car you just kind of rode around and I always wanted to i was always intrigued with with two wheels. Um, Had a motorcycle during college days as well, but cycling was always something kind of in the back of my mind. And it really became something that was really part of my life after meeting this individual at this company that I worked for, where he introduced me to cycling and, you know, and, and being in California now from a snow state, and just knowing that there's so many opportunities here to see wonderful areas and, and nature and, and just being outdoors in and, and one of the best areas to ride, probably in the United States, if not the world, practically, um, you know, I really wanted to get into it. So I, I chatted with him and it didn't take long for me to, you know, head out to a local bike shop and just literally take an expensive racing bike <laughs> right off the bat and just... And you know what's like, Robert, you know, you suffer, you just feel awful, you've never been on a bike before. But I think what really inspires you is just seeing that really quick progression into becoming, you know, getting that form into play and that feeling better and better about it and just being more confident on the bike. So, yeah, it all started back in 86. I mean, we're talking. 32 you know 32 33 years ago um and I haven't quit since I mean it's been just part of my life um so that's where it all began Robert I mean and I've been hooked I mean you'll you'll hear people that start and you know within a few weeks they just catch that bug and I think it's one of those bugs that you'll never you'll never let go you'll have that till you can't ride anymore I mean that's how it is
0: so you started you you were so you got into like recreational riding group riding did you um I know you did do a little bit of racing um uh, at one point, is that correct, or am I
1: recalling yeah that you know right i i used to so obviously your your instinct is you know to get better and better at it um I live down in in what we call the peninsula you know down by uh you know, Palo Alto in that area. And I used to ride what was called the noon ride. And the noon ride's been around since the 60s. And my buddy introduced me to the same person that I was introduced to cycling. Uh, He introduced me to the noon ride. And it was a wake up call. I mean, obviously, the first rides I did with those guys, I would get dropped within a mile. And, you know, I would keep persisting. And every day we would do what's called the noon ride. And these guys, uh, you know, they were avid racers. There was a couple pros in there. And so one thing led to another. And then before you know it, I was able to accomplish that whole noon ride. And then I joined um, Spectrum Cycling, which is a cycling team back down in Sunnyvale at the time. And uh, started signing up for a couple races. And unfortunately, in my case, the first race I actually entered, I broke my collarbone, which was not a good way to give you that enthusiasm to jump into racing but to be honest with you i've always had the motivation to race and i did a couple other races after that but it was such a nerve-wracking experience for me so i kind of had a negative impact about racing and i'm not saying I'm not discouraging anyone to race but i was just one of the few that had just really an unlucky start to the point where i was just more comfortable and just doing really fast training rides so i would just stick with the the noon ride and to me that was like the the comforting race in a sense, you know, where you didn't feel like you're signing up for something. I think it was more psychological for me than anything else is signing up officially for the next race. But yes, I did have a license. I did race in the beginning a little bit, but the um, comfort level was definitely more into just fast paced training rides with, with groups and with yeah. other racers.
0: And I think, I think a lot of us get into that, whether or not, you know, if we're doing one or two races a year or a handful a year I think it's those those group rides that you can do that you have easy access to that can still really keep you motivated to training and uh keep keep you connected to the sport that way without having the the anxiety um of of racing um that is that is a tough way to start and then even if you don't start that way there's always that that cloud that hangs over about you know either getting hurt or having to be like on your form uh you know on a certain weekend when you're trying to you know, either, uh, you know, maintain a job or, or, or deal with life's, uh, twists and turns. But, um, so what's really, what, what I'm really interested to know, because I touched on this and kind of where, where I was when I was racing and, you know, doing the group rides and doing the training, I didn't make an easy transition to being a bike commuter. I viewed myself as like a bike racer and it was a, it was a really because i was choosing to go to work via mass transportation or car or other means when easily taking a bike over the golden gate bridge and it took me a while to get there and how was that transition for you when you went from you know kind of viewing you yourself as a as a uh, you know training and you know doing these fast paced group rides and doing a little racing to uh to transitioning to uh to being a, a commuter and a, and, and a super
1: commuter at that. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And, and that's something I've always had in the back of my mind. And, and I'm sure for a lot of the folks out there, you know, you feel like when you come home from work and you want to maintain that fitness, it's always that struggle of coming home from a long day at work you walk into your house and then you go, all right, now I'm going to have to go out and train or get out there, and get a couple miles or a couple hours of riding in. And that, that is always one of the toughest walls to break down because you're exhausted from work. And I've always, I've always looked into as how can I combine kind of work or getting to work and getting home from work and combine that with my daily training regiment and and what I mean by training obviously I wasn't racing that at the time then to me training was really all about maintaining and keeping that peak fitness that if you do ride with people that are a like a Robert Britt here talking to me right now or someone at that high level you don't you just want to be at that level that you know everyone wants to be at that level right that's that's the goal for everyone so Really, for me, the the bike commuting was a really awesome excuse to say, hey, here's my, here's my training ride. And then when I'm at work, I have to come home. I have the bike here at work. And that is my only option of getting home. And I'm going to get on that bike and I'm going to hammer home. So that, to me, really fulfilled that, that two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour training ride that I needed every day to really maintain my fitness. And that was the pure motivation behind it. Um, obviously, there's other components to it, and that is, you know, you always think about, especially nowadays, you know, about the environment, you know, and about efficiency and, and just really kind of the bonuses and health, of course. Um, that's another huge aspect of just maintaining your health. And you really do. You save a lot of money. I mean, the, the only money I would have to say, the only thing you don't save is you will eat more period. <laughs> you know. when I'm at work now, yep. I definitely spend more money on food, but that's well worth it. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that pretty much puts it in a nutshell, why I was so motivated to commute by bicycle. How did,
0: did you have any difficulties? I found my biggest obstacle to overcome was getting that routine and, um, you know, figuring out where am I going to put my clothes? Where am I going to shower? Where am I going to put my bike? You know, how, what if, something happens in my day, what are my what are my bailouts do I have? And it it took me to get that routine. I would have to say over a year to feel comfortable with like dialing in a routine where I could, you know, know that with with certainty that I'm gonna get up at five thirty in the morning and, you know, I'm gonna leave every day at four thirty from work in the afternoon and that that's just what I'm gonna do. Did you have a you know, any problem getting to that point or was it just for you? Like, did it seem to come naturally as like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just going to ride and um,
1: I'm I'm, I'm going to figure this out. No, that's a really good question. There's so many logistics that you kind of have to do, you know, have to line up. Um, and obviously one of the logistics you just mentioned is, you know, just, you know, how are you going to, where are you going to park your bike? For example, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to get there Um you know the the motivation of getting up in the morning, uh, things like that. So let me let me tell you one thing. I've had various jobs since I started commuting. Every job has its different challenges. Um, some some companies may not have a shower, as you mentioned earlier. Um, there are ways around it. I mean, there's there are local gyms in the city um, that you can go to in the morning and take a shower. Uh, the current company that I'm with has no shower facility whatsoever. So what I've done for that aspect is actually take a shower early in the morning before I even leave. And I believe me, when you do an hour, hour and 15 minute ride in the city, you're not going to be that bad off. It's just a matter of, you know, putting a little deodorant on. You're good to go. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, it's actually it's worked out just fine. Um, and I thought that was going to be a major obstacle when I got this new job. Um, the motivation factor is a uh, one thing I found out is just knowing that other people are out there doing the same thing. You are, there's always somebody you're going to run into that's doing the exact same route. And um, you will run into different people. And just to give you an example from the 12 years that I've ridden into the city back and forth, I've hooked up with 63 different contacts. So what that means is I've got a contact list of 63 other commuters and that is what has really built up my motivation to get up in the morning uh, no matter how I feel and to be able to ride with some of these folks I'm not saying all 63 at once but out of those 63 you're going to have a dozen riders that are going to be in the same boat you are and you're going to be able to ride in with them so that's what's been really a huge motivation. Um, I met you Robert Um, that's that's one of the you know really big uh, Gifs uh, is just meeting great friends like you and other people that i 've met through this this whole regime, but um the bike commuting has made that possible, and just meeting all these different uh contacts and friends through that you know through that yeah, how how did the you
0: know what, so you start commuting and then how did this group like did you have kind of a core group of like was there one other person or two other people or was it literally just you were meeting people along the way home and, and just, this just grew one by one because I know when I started, I mean, there was, the group was, wasn't, it wasn't that small, you know, at the time. And maybe we had 20, 20 to 30 on that list. And now it's, you know, the list I'm still on that distribution list. And I love being a part of that every day, just seeing, you know, for those of you, uh, unfamiliar with this tom actually and, and one of the inspirational factors that that he refers to and you know kind of him being inspired but it really inspires other people is that pretty much every day that he's in the office um in San Francisco he'll send out an email you know basically saying that he's in for a, you know 4:30 departure and uh, if he's not in the office someone else who's in will you know in, in the city will pick up on that you know list of 63 and say you know, who's leaving at 4.30, and hey, can anyone leave at 5.30? And, uh, you know, that's, that really keeps you, that's, you know, there's so many days that I had that I can remember that you, and and if you're commuting out of San Francisco, most times a year, there's so many reasons to take the ferry back home, or to take a bus back home, or, you know, get a ride from somebody in a car back home, because there's a, you know, usually a pretty strong headwind, and you could have fog, you could have some, really wild conditions but when you know you have a group that's going to be you know at least you know five six minimum and you know sometimes 15 to 20 uh going home you're you, you want to make it you want to get out so um i think i started that little rant with a question but yeah how, how how was the how did it all like begin you know was it was it one or two or did it just
1: kind of form really quickly yeah and that's a really good question i'm glad you asked that because yeah i I actually started out all on my own um I mapped out my my ride in and um actually you know I, let me let me take this back a little bit. actually, I did take the ferry in at first just to get a feel um and then I used to ride home so then it then things reversed. then I actually started riding in and and did the round trip um completely solo so I had to kind of figure things out a little bit um I would run into different people during the ride and we would start chatting and then I would mention to that person, Hey, what are your hours? Um, you know, let's, let's see if we can hook up in the morning or in the afternoon. And it just started escalating from there. I mean, it is amazing how quickly that escalated. I started out, uh, with just one other rider. Um, uh, and then, you know, we met another person, let's say on the golden gate bridge or in Marin somewhere on our route. And before you know it, we've got three of us, and then that third person knew somebody else that wanted to join. And Before you know it, we've got literally a list of 63 people uh, to date, Um, and that's within 12 years of adding these people up. And I know there's others out there that would just love to to join our group. But yeah, to to answer your question, it all started out being solo, and then it didn't take long to really escalate that and, and build up that that group, you know, and and literally, I think it was within a, a couple of weeks, I would already have two or three other riders that would want to, you know, be on that same schedule, at least at least one way or even both ways. So that that really uh, worked out well. And that's that's the part that is so motivating, as you mentioned, with, you know, if the wind if it's windy or. You know, the weather's not the ideal or even even days where I'm not really, really feeling that great. is just knowing that there's other riders waiting up for me at at the uh, at our spot um, at twenty nine and a half a twenty nine and a half in the city. Um, that alone, that motivation alone is what got me going. And I'm sure that's the way it is for others as well. So, yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, that's, that was always my inspiration. I know it's when I talk to people at parties and there's so many people out there who are thinking about commuting by bike and, um, you know, they just can't quite dial in how it's going to look, you know, what the routine is, or they've done it a couple of times and they've done it alone. And it's, it's a lonely ride if you're doing it alone, you know, and it's, um, there's some days where in the wintertime where, you know, it's dark, it's cold, you're out there alone you're really as much as you might like riding a bike it's uh i i, I remember those days it's it's uh it can it can suck and um, right, it, right but if you have other people that you're going through that with um it changes the changes everything because then you're you're kind of going through that that bit of you know whatever it is discomfort and you want to call it suffering and through the conditions uh, but you're going through that together it's a shared experience and uh you know then you had probably, um, you know, halfway into where, when you started, uh, you have Strava come along and you have social media and you have other means to spread the word. I think that really amplifies the, um, you know, what, what you did with that group, because now it's like people can see other people on the commute. You know, they don't just hear stories about it. They can look at their Strava feed and see that there was a group of 10 people that rode home together at 4:30, and there's another group that left at 5:30. you know, or there's a, you know, now, now there's, uh, the Raiders have kind of splintered and into multiple groups in the morning and the afternoon. So it's not just that, that one time, um, you know, I know you leave a little bit later than you used to, and there's still a group that meets at 6am. Um, so it's, it's, uh, definitely inspirational and, um, You know, that's that's the reason I'm excited about having you on here. And and hopefully, um, you know, you uh, you were bike commuter of the year in 2013 um, and uh, that that's uh, well deserved and probably should should have won that a few more times. But there's you know, there's so many great stories like yourself of I don't I think when I look at like the criteria for someone to be, um, you know, a commuter of the year. Um, I think one really important aspect is, of that is like spreading the word and becoming an evangelist for it to get other people on board because that's, that's to me is, is what uh, is going to propel this, um, you know, to get more of us on bikes riding across that bridge and fewer cars going across that bridge. So uh, my hat's off to you for, for that award in, in 2013 and, and uh, hopefully for uh, a few more going
1: forward. No, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's um, and, and you know, sometimes I look at it as there's so many other people, especially, you know, these different commuters that go in the city. I mean, they're so much more worthy, I think, than than what I've. I mean, I, I think the benefit of of what I contributed through the groups or through the years is just bringing in that uh, camaraderie, you know, with within the groups and just really motivating or or bringing on new members and then like you were saying earlier you know some of these members some of them like going dirt so they they've they've just done some various rides into work or coming home they'll actually ride uh up in the you know the tam hills or something like that to get into work um i'm not a mountain biker myself but these guys are so here's another group a pod of people that have splintered from our main group and and that's what the that's what the nice thing about this is we've built up this huge friendship you know with the same interests and so you're going to hook up with the people that are really similar to your riding style and and your kind of you know type of riding and and the conditions that you like to ride in things like that and that's what's so great about all this that's what's been really helpful in in building up this this community this this whole um you know, this whole Marin kind of, you know, bike commuting community that we've, that was created over the years. And um yeah, so it's, it's something that's been really, really positive, uh you know, throughout the years. And, and I, I and I'm, we're going to see it grow. I mean, it's, that's the trend every year. There's just more and more new people join in. And um I could just see this, you know, becoming something that'll be, hopefully going on for years to come, even after I retire and I'm just riding West Marin on my retirement, um, just seeing, you know, other people just continue the legacy. I mean, that's, that's my hope.
0: You might retire from, uh, from your, your day job, but I can still see you out there, uh, leading, uh, commute groups back and forth. That could be a good, uh, good responsibility for you, Tom, in your, um, in your, in your days after, uh, in retirement, that would be, uh, that would be a cool, uh, uh advocacy position <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know the the options are open right when you're retired you you just yeah you can you can have the fun jobs i guess you can get out there and work for the bicycle coalition or or work at point reyes as a ranger and just ride out there or something i mean yeah there's, the possibilities are all all open that's for sure what's uh, uh
0: one thing i wanted to ask you what was that i don't think i've I don't think I've asked you this before, but what what was the what's the craziest thing you've uh, encountered on one of your commutes, either morning, afternoon time? Do you have any you have any fond memories of crazy city, San Francisco downtown uh, encounters with people or motorists or other cyclists?
1: You know, I you know nothing super crazy. I mean, just the you know so far. I mean. It's been really kind of a smooth, um, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, this hasn't been anything that's been outrageous, which is good. You know, you don't want to have, you know, where you're getting hit by cars and things like that. I would say overall people are really respectful. Um, it's a great area, great community. As I mentioned earlier in our podcast that, you know, this part of California, especially North Bay and in the Bay Area in general, is just a really bike-friendly type of environment. You're going to run into your, you know, you're going to run into some disasters. You're going to run into some things, but that's just life. Um, you know, to be, be honest with you, Robert, I mean, I think the the most challenging things we had was when we had the Super Bowl situation in the city that was chaotic, you know, with the Embarcadero being closed down and then having to jump on sidewalks and things like that to get into... You know, just the last, I would say the last mile of riding was like the longest part of your commute practically because you're dealing with pedestrians and everything. But um, Mm -hmm. we've seen some, you know, just just yesterday actually going to the city, we got distracted with some noise uh, that was happening on the side, on the sidewalk somewhere. And we saw someone actually stealing luggage out of a car. And, And before we could even react, those guys were long gone. It was the most weirdest thing, but that's that's city life, I guess that's, you know, that's, that's San Francisco sometimes. But um, other than that, I'm glad it's not uh big eventful things that are, you know, scary and, and, you know, not out of the ordinary, I would say, you know, that would prevent you from, from ever wanting to commute in. I mean, I don't ever want to put it out there that, you know, bike commuting is, is just so ridiculously dangerous. There's no way that's not the, that's not the case here at all. I think it's, it it could really be safe and especially when you can hook up with a group of riders you know when you're riding together as a group it makes it even safer cars can see you much more um especially when it's dark and we all have our blinkies going you got 10 people with blinky lights going you always say you want to look like an ambulance but you don't want to end up in one so that's that's kind of the the way I look at it you know it's safety in numbers so
0: yeah uh, that's a great point that you, that you make and I touched on it in an earlier episode that, the kind of the, the, the various groups of cyclists and there's almost like um, I think, you know, I don't recall too many eventful um, incidents either. I mean, cars are usually very respectful to a group of commuters because, you know, we all have backpacks on. Uh, We're not, I think the, the most challenging is if you're out there training or you're out there alone, and you're in full spandex and um, that's where you tend to get the most animosity um, when you're out there in a group and people know that they can tell right away you're coming. You're a commuter uh, based on the hour that you're out there and uh, you know, based on being with the group, having the backpack on. Some people are you know, not dressed full on uh, cycling kit, you know, rainbow colors, uh, logos. So uh, it, it is rather safe because of that, and that's something that I hadn't, you know, necessarily thought about as the commute group itself. But you definitely find that, um, you know, people pay a little bit more respect and a little bit uh, nicer to you, if, especially if you're in a, you're in a, a group of like non-racing-looking cyclists. But um, right, yes,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely, no, you hit it dead on, and and I think. Yeah, you know i i actually feel really safe and secure with that you know with a group and and that's another reason why why we'd like to meet at the same time or at least have groups leaving at certain times out of the city it's really it is a safety in numbers um you're much more visible you can actually communicate much better within the group someone may see something that you don't see uh, especially something ahead of you and, and you know the city's busy i mean we're we're riding through sections like Chrissy Field where there's a lot of joggers and dogs and dog walkers and different obstacles that might be a challenge. Um, however, with a group, you always have somebody that's going to look out for for the group if they see it first. And so that's that communication piece within a, a group of riders or the peloton, I guess, in terms of cycling. Um, that to me is is just really key. And it really does it does make it so much p- more pleasant. So, I mean, I would always highly recommend anyone that's new in, in bike commuting, you know, if, if, you, if you can't, you know, find someone right away to ride with um, and definitely reach out, um, even go into like meetup groups and things like that. Um, there's different resources online and just, you know, ride with somebody that's experienced. I mean, ride with someone that has done it in a while and they'll give you some tips they'll give you different uh, tricks ideas and different things like that that would keep you safe and and I think that's really important so that those are the kind of things that you can definitely research on your own but um, I, I think no one should have any fear of of riding you know ride bicycle commuting and you know that's that's something that is easily overcome after after you really get used to it and you get a little more practice into it as well. Well, thank you, Tom. That's,
0: that's awesome. And uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out coming on with me here as my first guest and uh, Tom Schmidt of the famous Schmidt's Raiders. And where did that, was it Scotty Murray that came up with that name? That really just, uh, that is literally how our commute group is referred to. Um, and, And, you know, there's a, there's a holiday party that happens every year Uh, There's various get togethers of this commute group um, that has happened over the years. And, you know, that, that name is stuck. Where do you, do you have any ideas as, as to its uh, origins?
1: Yeah. And in fact, that's, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Um, You know, first of all uh, you know, one thing, one thing you will learn with riding with a group of riders, you're going to have all sorts of personalities um, you know, all, all kinds of backgrounds people come from. And, You'll you'll find out when you're riding, when you eventually ride with with a whole group of guys in the city or gals, you know, and there's always someone with a great sense of humor um, that keeps everyone just laughing. And we've got one rider with us uh, by the name of Scott Murray. He's he is really witty. And one day we're just riding along and he goes, all right, Raiders. He just brought it out there. The name Raiders. We're like Raiders. Where are you getting that from? And I actually asked him, because I knew I was going to have this podcast today, I actually asked him yesterday, I ran into him, and I said, where did you ever get that name Raiders? You know, is it, you know, is it the Marine Raiders back in World War II, or is it the Raiders over in Oakland? I mean, where did you get that? Or is it just because we're raiding the roads? Or, you know, I mean, I had no idea. He he came out with the most obscure thing, but uh, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of the Quantrill's raiders um back in the civil war time back in 1861 to 65 they were like the guerrilla warfare of the times back in the civil war it was like literally a like a like a like a radical guerrilla group back in civil war times and only scott murray would be the one that would know <laughs> know that kind of history or, or know that you know just And so these are the kind of things that just make it so much fun, you know, with the group is just learning and just really hearing these great stories. And just, it's not just all about writing. It really is all about just meeting new friends and just really, really learning and and laughing and just having a great time and just, just really opening up your world to, to what you love doing best.
0: Well, thanks for that, Tom. And, I'm going to, in my show notes, I'm going to include the, um, I don't know that we've updated it lately, but there's a Facebook group for the Schmitz Raiders. And if, um, I have my email address, if anyone is looking to join, uh, Tom's group and, uh, the, that, uh, the list of 60 plus strong of uh, Schmitz Raiders, uh, going back and forth or, or even investigating one of the splinter groups that, uh, heads in and on the dirt, um, you'll have, uh, access to that. And there's, there's a ton of other little stories that'll come out. I'm going to have to, uh, to get, uh, maybe Scott Murray on the show next, or have a couple other, uh, Schmidt Raider, uh, stories that probably need to come out. But, um, anyway, I want to thank you for your time. We'll wrap this one up here, Tom. And, uh, thank you. Thank you for inspiring me to get out there and uh, commute and not only just doing it, uh, but doing it a lot and, uh, making it a part of, uh, my overall cycling experience. So it's, it's, uh, great memories and riding with you guys. And I hope to, uh, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still, uh, hope to get out there, uh, with you here as, uh, the springtime comes along and maybe, um, well, for sure, a bike to work day and, uh, maybe a couple
1: of times before that. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, Robert. And, uh, you bet. We'll definitely, um. We'll definitely hook up soon and and thank you so much for having me on the show.